This is the Nippon Taikyu Cosmopolitan, Japanese endurance racing covered by an American. Welcome back to the Nippon Taikyu Cosmopolitan, Japanese endurance racing covered by me. We have just finished up preseason testing for Super GT, and I have a few predictions that I want to set before the start of the season. Every single episode after each race, when I do a race rundown, I will do a predictions update to see how my predictions are going. This won't be a long one, as this one, I don't have many predictions this year. Uh, most of them, it's really just obvious stuff with a few long shot predictions. So, let's get on with it. So, with my regular predictions, here we go. The pole sitter in GT500 will put up a faster qualifying than both rounds at Fuji than the World Endurance Championship will with the LMDH class. LMDH is a little bit slower than LMP1. Uh, GT500s were a little bit off the pace of LMP1s and due to the fact that they are slower, I could see them putting up a faster lap. Of course, this will depend on weather temperature and the time of year is a little bit different but overall i think the gt500s will up, put up faster laps during preseason testing the top five all put up faster uh runs during all two days that was faster than the average lap of the lmdh cars of both the toyotas and the alpine so of course it is pre-season testing, completely different time of year, but seriously, I do really think that these cars will be faster than the LMDHs. On to the championship itself, I think both the Arta cars and GT500, the number 16 of Nairei Fukazuma and Hirotu Otsu, and the number 8 of Tomoki Nojiri and Toshiki Oyu will be in a season-long fight for the driver's title with both the Tom's GT500s who has have had long success in the GT500 class and both the Tom Supras with the number 36 car Shotsuboi and Ritomo Miyata with the number 37 car of Giuliano Alesi and Yukio Sasahara in GT500 this isn't the Tom's team in GT300 my next prediction, a Nissan in GT500 won't even score a podium this year. As we know, we have three manufacturers in this, Honda, Nissan, and Toyota, but having one singular manufacturer not even being able to score a podium, that's a big prediction, but as we saw at preseason testing, I don't think I could see him there. Uh, the Toyotas look awful. Uh, there is rumors that they're sandbagging. I'll move on to that later. But Tom's is really good. The second car, the Tom's Toyota Supra, was quite far down in preseason testing. But I think they'll be able to recover once we get to the first year. And due to the fact that all the Honda NSX look bloody quick this year, uh, I could... I can see Nissan failing to even score a podium with any of their customer teams, even the manufacturer Nismo team. 
onto GT300. My first prediction is both the J-Lock cars will finally break out of the mid-pack and both cars will score in the top five. As we saw earlier on in the championship, both the J-Lock Lamborghinis were pretty strong around the mid-pack, uh, 7th and 8th last year in GT300 with both their cars. A uh, year before, 12th, but still, that was pretty solid with about uh, 18 to 20 cars on the grids for both years. Uh, the Lamborghinis have been looking good in preseason testing. Of course, this is preseason testing. People run different um, situations. Uh, they're not all running the same thing, unlike practice or qualifying. So we could still see that, but of course it could be a fluke and they'll be back in the mid-pack. But they have good, a good foundation for this year and could see themselves uh, finally be able to break in the top five in GT300. I don't think any of them will be able to win the title this year, but keep an eye out on them. I think they could be decently strong this year. And remember, this is both the cards, so fourth and fifth. I know it's a bit bold uh, to say both of them, but they look really strong. And I'm going to back them this year and hope they can break into that top five. Next one, I have the number 61 R&D Sport Car will win the GT300 final with Takuda Iguchi and Hideki Hamachi. As we saw, R&D are a really good team. They won it back in 2020 and 2021 uh, with a break in 2022 where they didn't win. But I could see them back at the top again. Uh, they don't really seem to have many competition and... I mean, this is obvious. They will most likely win the title. It's like predicting Toyota is going to win another Le Mans, which we all know is probably going to happen, especially this year yet again. So that's not a big prediction, but still, it's a prediction I have, and that 61 car will win another title. As I said, I would leave long shot predictions for the end, but you may think this is a long shot prediction, but it is not in my opinion, and I think it is very likely to happen. Team Le Mans, Roberto Mary will get dropped before the end of the season. He's not the driver he used to be back then. He's, he's aging, and he's not been putting up good results recently in almost anything he's been driving in. Uh, that will continue in GT300 with Team Le Mans. And I could see him getting actually dropped this year. Team Le Mans had a bad year last year. And a lot of that actually came from Roberto Mary. I know it was only his first year in the series. But I don't find him making a recovery. Because Super GT was not the only series he competed in. He competed in many other series. And he was still also not strong. He will not improve in GT300, and I could see him getting dropped by Team Le Mans. I don't know who would replace him, but there's a lot of options out there. And what? how many races are left? We'll see. And who will replace him? I don't know yet, but there's a lot of strong names out there that could. Final prediction of my regular predictions the nissan nismo team the factory team will continue their bad form 
from last year and preseason. They finished towards the bottom in GT500, uh, almost last, but all the Toyotas um, were either sandbagging or not knowing what they were doing. Anyway, they won't even finish top five in the championship this year. I could see them finishing mid-pack at most. Of course, if the Toyotas are not sandbagging, we could see them um, potentially even finish bottom of the table in GT500. That's what I think. And now, here we go. On to my long shot predictions. I could see Jensen Button coming back to fill in for GT500 at least once this year. As we know, Jensen Button did win a Super GT title in GT500 at Honda in 2018. And we're seeing him, uh, he's not fully retired from racing yet, and we've seen him fill in. He's going to be driving some races in the NASCAR Cup Series this year, and he's actually only 43, which is not incredibly old for being an endurance driver. We saw him fill in for Fernando Alonso back in 2017 uh, at the Monaco Grand Prix. He's a driver who will fill in, and he's always going to be available from now on. He's not done with racing yet, and I could see him a top-notch driver who only won his title about five years ago. We could see him fill in for one more race in case if something happens to a driver. That's what I think, but it does depend. If a driver is out for a race, we could of course see him get replaced by um, another factory driver, depending if Honda wants one of their customer teams to put in one of their drivers, because Honda, Toyota, and Nissan all have GT3s, which are in IMSA and GT World Challenge. They have factory drivers, and they could pay customer teams to put in their factory drivers. But if one of those customer teams says, no, we want to run a driver who can get us top points and who has proven to be a top driver, they'll go for Jensen Button, I think. And we could see him drive in another Super GT race. Another one, Toyota is in sandbagging. And besides both the Tom's cars, which I did mention, are going to fight for the title in GT500, every single one of the Supras will struggle. And most of them won't even break into the top half of the field at the end of the year. And they will continue to struggle. As I mentioned earlier, with Nissan, they won't score a podium. And the chance that, well, Toyota is sandbagging. But thing is, we're looking at this, and I think Toyota isn't sandbagging. Would they tell their customer teams to sandbag? I don't think they would. Every single one of the Toyotas finished bottom of the field, except for one of the Tom's cars, which it's Tom's. They know what they're doing. They're going to pull the most out of a bad car. The thing is, you don't get this consistently with every single car. Of course, we are going to have the ballast system later on, but I think they are so bad that even a potential ballast for the top teams are not going to help them. Besides both the Tom's cars, same with Nissan, I don't even think they're going to score a podium, let alone a top five. Both those Tom's cars are going to be the only ones in the top five at the end of the year. And I know it's a big prediction, especially with 
Toyota being one of the three big manufacturers, but I I cannot wrap my head around uh, Toyota telling every single one of their teams to sandbag because preseason testing is very valuable. And those customer teams need as much time as they can get to get used to the car. They're not the ones producing the car. Toyota is. Toyota knows everything about the car, but the customer teams probably don't, unless if they're running the car for a long time like Tom's has. But also Tom's has the resources, as we've seen in Super Formula. And that's what I think. Honda will also uh, basically dominate the season, besides... The close fight, like I said, with the Arta cars and the Tom's GT500s. But besides that, every single one of those Hondas are going to finish in the top third of the field. On to the final prediction. We're back with Team Le Mans yet again. And they will score a shock podium this year in GT300. As long as they get rid of Roberto Mary, if he does not improve, which I do not think he will improve, this is his best form he's got, he will not improve. But if they get rid of him, replace him with a good driver, guess what? You got two good drivers in that car. Team Lamont did still finish mid-pack during preseason testing. I know, like I said, preseason testing, uh, different programs, you can't predict it. Exactly, but the team's been on the rise the past few years, and um, before they got Roberto Mary, they were a team to watch out for, uh, and they were on the rise. But if they get rid of Mary, or Mary somehow improves his form to become a top driver for that team and help them score good points, I could see him with some luck with weather or the strategy, they could end up actually scoring a podium this year. Um, my guess is towards the end of the year, as I said, with Roberto Mary potentially being dropped in the second round of Fuji, uh, having a bit of sketchy weather. Uh, you know, it rains a lot there. Uh, you get fog um, with the elevation changes. You got to make a decision on when to pit for new tires in case of it is raining or the track is drying up. And of course, we have a lot of amateurs in GT300, the guys who bring big money to the teams. Uh, those guys may not have the experience in the rain or with changing conditions, and we see a lot of mistakes from them. And Team Le Mans will capitalize on that to score a podium. My guess, Fuji, but I'm not going to say it for sure, because it will depend on Rupert Tomeri potentially bringing his, his bad form up to a very good position and being able to, well, help out his teammate for once and score good points and keep the gap down to the top. But those are my predictions this year. As I said, I will continue to do a sort of predictions update after races when I do my race rundowns. Uh, of course, those will only happen eight times this season for each of the eight races. But don't worry, there's a lot of content coming up this year. Um, thing is, with this podcast, like I said, I can do whatever I want with it. I'm covering Super GT. I can cover anything I want with it. I don't even know what I'm going to cover next week. But I have a bunch of ideas. And thing is, they're going to be really enjoyable. If you decided to stick around from the Next Up Ship podcast, 
after last week's episode. Thanks for staying around. Uh, this is going to be so much better, I think, than the next next upshift. It's going to be some good content. I'm not planning on switching to YouTube since that requires a lot of time and effort. But this audio will be good enough for you and to learn more about Super GT and to continue to get your English-speaking Super GT content, which is right now lacking in the world. Thanks for listening this week, and I will be back next week for the next episode of the Nippon Taikyu Cosmopolitan. Next week, I'm not sure what I will cover, but I will let you know a few days ahead on my Instagram, which you should go follow. And that is it for the Nippon Taikyu Cosmopolitan. See you next week.